It was Andy's fault. Um, um, but yeah, so these programs are automatically like just running as soon as I start the computer up. And you can see it has the impact on how fast your computer will actually boot up. So like this program has a high impact on this computer during the boot process. If I didn't want it to, to run anymore, I can right click and I can hit disable and then it will stop that program from running um, as I initially start my computer on. And then you can also see like, um, oh, what, like the time it takes and stuff like that. But yeah, but if you just didn't want something to, to run, you just right click and hit disable and it won't start up in there anymore. And then when you need that program, do you have to go back? So you would just have to open it up. Oh, okay. Open it up manually, instead of it starting on its own. Okay. Would you use the same steps for Mac as well? Mac, um, I'm not sure. I have to, I have a Mac, but I don't really use it like that. Um, I only use it for music, really. Anything else, I just use Windows. Anybody have a Mac that knows? No, what is going preferences? Preferences? Yeah. And they have like a startup list? That's it's similar. Similar. Okay. Because it's under preferences. So check preferences. Okay. Um, okay. Um, also, Like in this task manager, you can kind of see um, the different things that are running. You can also see like the memory, how much memory things are taking up. Um, you can see how hard your CPU is working um, based off of the programs that are actually currently running. Um, so if I start to run something more impactful, um, you'll start to see the CPU percentage increase. Um, you'll start to see the memory increase based off of like say what programs are actually working and running. And you can see all these programs that are running in the background also um, that are currently just there. Um, a lot of times too like in other course and classes like we'll talk about some of the things here um, because a lot of times you can see malware if it's running like viruses you can see if they're running in the background of your computer. Yeah, so just kind of gives you a lot of good information. How do you take off a virus? How do you take off a virus? Mm -hmm. um, use different software, different programs. Um, do you currently have a antivirus program? You don't know. Okay. It's your mother. Okay. Is it Windows or is it Mac? Yeah. Okay. So Windows. So. Um, <laughs> So there's a couple of different programs. One that I use uh, that's free, that works pretty good for the most part, is, it's called AVAS. Um, so this is free antivirus. Um, and this works pretty well. I have it on one of my laptops. Like I have like four different laptops that I use. Um, and I have different antivirus on different ones just to kind of see if one is going to catch something versus the other one. Um, and this one works pretty pretty good. Um, but it's free, it doesn't, it's not going to charge anything. Um, and it does what it's supposed to do. Um, but
But yeah, so you want to have some type of software to basically be able to detect viruses. And then once you do that, then they'll be able to remove the viruses. So, no. Um, so what it is, is the infrastructure of Apple computers is really good. It's really tight, it's really secure. Uh, they close a lot of things that Windows computers leave open. Um, so Macs, like they can get a virus, it's just, it's a lot harder because a lot more things are like closed off and other people don't have access to it. When a Windows computer, like it basically comes with pretty much everything being open. And then you have to know and have the knowledge to close things down, um, to block out a lot of things so that you don't get those viruses. Um, so it's just a lot easier on Windows to receive viruses versus Macs, which is a lot harder. Um, but technically they can still get viruses. Um, yeah, if you like open up programs you're not supposed to, that's a virus, like you will get that virus. So yeah, but good questions though, good questions. Um, any other, any other questions? No? Is it, is it like Windows Defender folder, or is it not good? It's cool, um, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't solely depend on it, myself, um, but it, it's cool though. Okay, uh, so talked about startup lists. Um, place unneeded large files on an external storage. Um, uh, why'd you look away? I was just about to call you. Um, <laughs> just trying to think of your name. Um, don't tell me. Don't tell me. What's it start with? Second letter? E. E? George. Yes, I knew it. Um, <laughs> what does it mean by that? Uh, place unneeded large files on external storage. Uh, if you have, I guess, old movies you don't watch anymore, and your laptop just, and if you still want to watch maybe in the future, just put them on the drive or something? Definitely, definitely. So any large files like movies, videos, things that you're not really like actively using, instead of storing them on your computer where they're taking up space, like you store them on an external drive. So if you have like a USB flash drive or like a 500 gig, you know, um, backup external drive, like you store it there so that it's not taking up the space on your computer that you're constantly using every day, all right? And so that helps like improve the performance of your computer because if you have all these movies, videos on your computer, they're taking up space, taking up storage, which is making your computer like not be able to perform the way that it should. Um, deleting temporary files, another way you can like go through the internet and delete that, or like the disk cleanup on your computer can also help with that. Um, scan for viruses and spyware, clean out dust. How many of you guys actually clean out your desktop computers? Oh, wait, question, Brian? I clean out my oh, you clean out, yeah. okay, good, good. Um, the rest of you guys, you guys clean out your desktop. 
Is that just like wiping it down with like a paper towel? <laughs> uh, no, that, that's more so going on the inside and cleaning it out. Um, so like opening up the side panel and if you have like the dust can spray to like just clean out all the dust, make sure your fans are not dusty, collecting dust. Um, yeah, that's basically what that is. Um, so it's, a, it's a good habit to kind of get into um, just because you want to protect your investment, right? You invested in this computer, spent you know hundreds of dollars on it. So why not just take a minute to kind of clean it out to make sure that it you know, continues to run. Um, like you wouldn't buy a car and never get an oil change, never rotate the tires. I mean, people do it and it doesn't last as long as the car should last, right? Um, but if they actually take the proper care for it, the car will in return last a lot longer. Right? So um, that's basically what that means. Uh, like I said, it's a good habit to, to kind of get into. Um, so buy a larger, that's self-explanatory, upgrade your internet connection. Um, how many of you guys actually pay for internet yourself? Okay. Are you guys aware of what speed you're actually paying for? Okay. You know that they offer different speeds based off of the price. Okay. Um, so that may be one thing to look into, like if your computer is running slow, like when you're trying to access the internet, um, you can check, like call the company that you're paying to see what speed you're actually supposed to receive. Because um, a lot of times what they do is they, they may tell you, like, or the advertisement may be that they offer like 100 megabytes per second, um, but then like in your area, you can only get three out of the 100. Um, yeah, um, so like that's just one thing to kind of check to make sure that um, to know what you're paying for and then to check to see kind of what you're getting. There's like a lot of sites you can go to like to check your internet speed and they'll tell you like basically how fast, how much internet, like the, the speed of your internet, they'll be able to tell you. You'll never get the full whatever they're telling you, but it shouldn't be like a drop off like, if you're paying for 100, like, you should get 70 or up. Like, you shouldn't get anything under that. Um, so if it's, like, 25, 50, then, yeah, you don't want to pay for that. Um, so you just want to check. Um, like I say, if you're, paying for, if you're not paying for Internet, like, you're just using your parents or whoever you're with, don't say anything. You're fine. Just keep using it. Um, but if you're paying for it, you want to make sure that you're paying for what you're getting. Um, so is there different price for like different speed? Mm -hmm. Say that one more time. How can you choose the speed of the Like, the actual pays different price for like different speed. Yes. Um, so, like, different companies that offer it, like, they'll offer, like, 50 megabytes per second at, like, you know, 29. And they'll offer, like, 100 for, like, 59 or something like that. So, basically, the more you pay, the more speed you're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. So, it just pretty much depends on the company that you, yeah, that's why sometimes Mitchell thinks it's kind of slow. 
So yeah, it depends on on the companies also. That's why I say check around because the company you're with may only be able to provide you with a certain speed, but another company may be able to give you you know more speed, um, and it may be cheaper also. So it really just depends. Um, so like, what's like good internet like in terms like nice lights? I mean, what would be like good internet speed? To, Depends on what you're doing also, like just kind of browsing using the internet. Um, I mean, most people are cool with like 50 um, to 100, somewhere in that range. I mean, even if it's lower, like it just depends on what you're doing. Um, like if you're trying to stream movies, then yeah, you want more internet speed. Um, but if you're just going to websites, you know, doing research and things like that, then like you don't need like you don't need a Ferrari, you know, to go super fast if you're only going to be driving on the highways, but you can only go sixty. Like, what yeah. about for like gaming, like PS4? Because like I lag a lot. So what would be like? A okay, so that's a that's a text character. Moves it to the left. Another way, if you've already kind of maybe created the field and you already have data there, you don't want to have to go back through and put an apostrophe in front of every single uh, cell. You can highlight the range, and you can go up here to general, and you can change the format to text. And it changes all of them at the same time, converts it to text. All right. And I think a lot of you, a lot of you are kind of figuring out understanding. Um, I know there was a problem where, like, you guys were getting, like, $7.00 instead of the number seven, right? And one thing you should understand is that every cell can have a different format, right? And the only way to know how a cell is formatted is by clicking on it and looking at what it says up here in the general, right? So this one says general here. What does this one say? Text. What does this one say? Currency. Currency, right? So. Like, even though I deleted the data, those cells still have that same format. So that means if I type in information in here, it's going to show in the form of currency. Even though I, I don't have to type a dollar sign or anything, if I just put the number eight, it shows $8 because that's the format for that cell. So anytime you're getting results and it's not in the format that you want, just check and make sure that this is according to what you want, all right? Because it works the same way. If I change this one to a date, all right, we'll just use a long date. And I type in the number five. It just gave me a date of January 5th, right? Even though I maybe only wanted the number five there, because it's formatted for a date, it's gonna show in that format. So if I just want the number five, I click the arrow, change it to general, and now I get the number five. All right. Does that make sense with the cell formats? All right. And like I said, I know it's kind of hard to tell because like you're not really going in and changing anything, but sometimes they're just automatically kind of set that way initially. And you just have to, you know, understand and know how to change it, all right? Any questions there?
No? Okay. Cool, cool. Um, the next part, changing column widths and rows. I believe we're, we're good there. We understand how to do that. Um, adjusting the, the heights, the rows. Um, typically, the way that I would do it is I would either auto-fit it just by double-clicking to the longest, you know, my name is in there. I would just double-click it to auto-fit it um, in most cases. Um, but like I say, you can choose and do whatever you want to do. Uh, why does the book sometimes want you to go off the pixel and not uh, just showing you different ways. Um, just in case somebody gives you the information in pixels, you understand and see it. Or if they give you the information in width, you understand and see it. Um, but yeah, the book tries to show you like three and four different ways to do the same thing. Um, and, and then just in Excel in general, like there's not just one way to do everything. There's like multiple ways you can do a lot of things in Excel. And like even on the test, like there's multiple ways you can do it. Like, I don't care which way you get it done, just as long as you get it done in the correct manner. Um, but, and you typically can't tell how somebody did something, right? So, for instance, if I have uh, some numbers here, all right, and I told you to add up the numbers to get a total down here. All right. Uh, there's different ways you can get this total. Um, the correct way would be to use the sum function, all right? And you can either type it in, you can highlight, you can type the whole thing in. So you can do it like that. Um, another way, you can hit the auto sum button and it does it like that for you. Another way would be to highlight these ranges and then hit the auto sum and it automatically gives you that. Um, there's tons of different ways you can do it. And I can't tell by you putting down the answer which way that you actually got the sum. As long as you use the sum, because it's gonna all look the same down here. All right, I just did it three different ways. Um, but the only thing that's different is just the range because it's referring to a different range of, of numbers. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what the book shows you. There's a lot of different ways to do the same thing. As long as you can remember one and know one to be able to do that same action, you'll be fine. All right. um, I have a question. Yep. Uh, how would you auto-fit the heights of rows? So um, the heights of rows is here, right? And we can adjust the height by there. Um, so if we're adjusting the height of like multiple rows, we want to just select those rows. And then we will go over here to format. In the top right, can you? Yeah. Let me zoom in a little bit. Just so. I know Brian, can't really, Brian, you can't really see, huh? You wouldn't even say nothing, huh? huh? You just don't, all right, Brian. Um, so you go over here. Can you see now, Brian? You sure, man? That wasn't a confident, yeah. Gloria, can you see? Gloria? Yeah. All right. Um, so you go over here to format, 
and then you would go auto fit row height and it'll adjust the heights of the rows. So in the assignment, it tells you to do that, but the rows, the heights are already pretty much adjusted. Um, but in cases where they were not like this, like they're all like super huge, if I go in and adjust it, they're all gonna shrink to fit the data that I have. And same thing with the column. Uh, if you wanna adjust the column widths, you can highlight those and auto fit it and it shrinks them. How do you change it to a Say that one more time. Like change the, the, view of it. Mm -hmm. the like the um, equations. The functions, yeah. the formulas. So you do control and the tilde key. So it's the key above tab and under escape. Uh, if you press those two at the same time, it shows you all of your formulas. Right. And like I say, this is how I grade assignments. I go into formula view to make sure you have the correct formulas. Any other questions there? No. And you have a question? What's your question? No, go ahead. No. Okay. Um, all right. And we understand what wrapping text in a cell is. Okay. Um, all right. So then, one point two, we start to enter in formulas. Uh, if I want to multiply, what's the sign that I use for that multiplication? <coughs> Star, okay. So the, the, we call it the star. The technical name would be the asterisk, okay, okay. Uh, if I wanted to divide, what sign would I use for that? Slash. Use the slash, um, okay. Um, if I wanted to add something, what sign would I use for that? Plus, Plus. subtract. Minus. Minus, okay. Um, and then it talks about exponents, but we don't, we're not dealing with those. Um, but that's just like the little carrot you can use for exponents. Um, uh, do we understand order? Oh, you had a question, Jay? Yeah, it's just yep. about like dividing and multiplying. Mm -hmm. Do you have to write like uh, equals and then like, or like a word and then parentheses around it? No. Or you just put divide and then. So if you're just adding, subtracting, um, so let's say we wanted to just add these numbers here, we can say equal, that's uh, actually we will probably go sum, but just to show you for an example, we just want to add, we just do these two. Um, that's all we need. If we wanted to subtract, same way, so we can do that, subtract it by that. If we wanted to divide, we can just Say that cell divided by that cell. Um, yeah, so you, you don't need like equals sum like of that. Some people do this. Okay. Um, and I say essentially what you're doing is you're just dividing these. Um, you don't need the sum because it's not you're not summing anything. Yeah. But you, you don't have to put like average either, right? No. Oh, okay. No. All you need is just the math that you're trying to do. All right. Um, 
Okay, the other thing I was going to ask. Uh, order of operations in math. Uh, Josh, order of operations in math. What does that mean? Yeah, when dealing with math, what, is, what does that mean if a teacher says order of operations? Percentage, um, exponent, um, oh, you're right. <laughs> you don't have to write, you don't have to go that deep into it. We're just, um, addition and subtraction. Okay. Um, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Percentage, exponent, div, uh, right. Parentheses. Parentheses. So parentheses. Oh, sorry. Parentheses, exponent, division, addition, subtraction. Okay. Um, so what Josh just said, what we want to, um, but good job, Josh, good job. Um, what we want to understand is that things that are in a parentheses, like we, that's what's going to happen first. Um, a lot of times if we're trying to set things up uh, and we want the addition to happen first, then we need to put that part of it in a parentheses. And then it'll do all the other things. It'll multiply and divide. Um, but we just need to understand that anything in parentheses, that's going to occur first. That's the first thing that's going to happen. So if you have an equation that says um, equals, let's do this. Let's say this cell plus this cell multiplied by this cell. Right. Because this is in parentheses, this addition is going to happen first. And then once it does that, then it's going to multiply it by this value here. If there were no parentheses, then what would happen first? So H7 multiplied by I7 would occur first. And then it would add it to G7. All right. So we just need to understand that as we're building formulas, things that are in parentheses, that's what's going to occur first. All right. Um, uh, so if you have a total, right, and you're adding something to what it's uh, adding or subtracting, uh, how does that work? Like when you just keep adding stuff and it does it automatically. Say that one more time. Um, if I keep adding something to the list with a different denomination, the total changes. Is it that's part of the formula? Yeah, so that's keeps doing it automatically, constantly. So you can help me out and yeah. help me understand if so like this uh, if, so right. like this one here, mm -hmm. right? You saying if I add numbers into this list? Yeah. So if I go insert shift shift the cell. Add automatically because of the formula, the sum. Correct. So because we use the sum function, it's going to account for any variables that were added into there. I've seen people use, uh, do that with uh, dates or uh, calendar year, calendar dates. Is, mm -hmm. that, is that a thing? Added it so... Like, like with weeks or something? I forgot what I saw. Okay. Like, um, that keeps count of the date or the month, something like that. I mean, there are some functions that can definitely do that. Um, maybe if you had an example, I can. Yeah. Or if, no, if you think of something, or. At the library, catch me there. For sure. 
For sure, yeah. I was just looking it up and the pictures and yeah, I'll be there. Um uh but yeah, um you can definitely do things like that with the date. Um like to be more specific, like if you had an example. Yeah. Like is there like any formulas um like we have to do like on the test? Or like do we have to know certain for like for example like the when you uh, I was trying to do display yesterday but like I don't know the formula so I just kinda just copy and paste it. For which one? Uh display the values. Oh How, is there like a formula for that? Like for the Yeah, it's a it's a it's a easy okay. formula though. Um so I believe you're talking about the one where you had the total here and they wanted to display it like somewhere yeah, else. I just copy and paste. <laughs> okay. So the way that you would want to do that is what's called cell reference, all right? And cell reference is simply when you reference another cell. Like, so what that means is like, whatever is in this cell, display it here also, all right? Does that make sense, cell reference? So what, what you wanted to do was say equal and just click that cell. Um, give me one minute. I got you. Uh, so, what this basically does is whatever value or numbers in this cell is going to display in this cell. So, I never have to worry about changing this one because this number is based off of this cell. So, if these numbers change, right, that one changes. And because that cell is looking at that cell, this one changes also. So, that's just cell reference. So if I were to copy and paste it, that's not going to work, right? Would it work? Right, because the equal sign, the formula is not in there. So it's not watching. So I'll show you. So if I, I just copied this formula, right? Okay. Um, this formula is multiplying uh, the six cells on top of it, right? Mm -hmm. So if I paste it here, it's going to keep that same relative reference. And it's going to try and multiply the six cells six. that are on top of it. So if I paste it, it's giving me this error because it, there's, there's not six cells on top. But even if I tried to paste it somewhere else, so here, it still keeps that same relative reference of trying to multiply the six cells on top. So copying and pasting wouldn't work in this situation. Um, so the way to do that, like I say, is just cell reference. You want to reference another cell. Let's say we're, you know, dealing with something uh, or a name, a person's name, and they have a, like a really long name, like um, So let's like say that was you know that person's name, right? Um, and you didn't want to have to type their name over and over again, like each time you use their name. What would you do if you wanted to put their name down here? What would you do? Uh, control C. Huh? Control C. Control C. That would copy it. So we will say equal, and we just reference this cell, right? We reference that cell, and any changes that are made here, let's say they got rid of the second and went to the fourth, um, uh, 
that change automatically gets made down here because this cell is just basically mirroring what's in another cell. All right, so that's cell reference. Like I say, definitely comes in handy. Um, Not sure why it's doing that. Um, so I think on the time, I think I put equals sum, and then I put the parentheses, and then just like the one cell. Will that still work the same? That works the same. Oh. Um, you don't have to do the parentheses, but you'll get the same results. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying like if you went. Like equals sum, and then parentheses, and then just the sum. Yeah, I mean, like you're not summing anything. Um, so yeah. Uh, but the, like even if you didn't do the sum, if you just did this. Like, that'll still get you the same results also. Um, Can the changes be made, like, vice versa? Like, if you made the change on the copy? Okay. No. Um, just because one is looking at another one, like, the other one is not looking back at that one. Um, okay. So, like, in this case, um, this cell is looking at F9, mm -hmm. but F9 is not looking at E9. So any changes made to E9 wouldn't reflect on F9. Yeah. Uh, Josh? Yeah, so I had a question to one of the, um, the tasks. For the print page, it says um, mm -hmm. switch a page, print preview, and then wait, no, 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 create print titles, then repeat the first three rows at the top of the sheet. Mm -hmm. That's where it has like a one and then a money sign, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Can you show us how to do that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Give me a couple minutes. Let me let me get there. Okay. I got you though. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so yeah. So that's that's cell reference. Um, copy and pasting. I believe we should be good with that. Um, modifying calculator. You guys know what the count function does? Yeah. What does it do? What did you say? Okay, counts how many there are all together. Is that what you're going to say, Tyree? Yeah, like, counts the total value um, of how many cells like that have numbers in them. All right. The one thing to remember with the count function is it only counts cells with numbers. All right. So if I go equals count and I count these values here, what's going to be my result once I hit enter? Seven, all right, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there are seven cells that have numbers in them. So it's giving me the count of seven. All right. Is there any way you can, uh, you can ca calculate like the total values of like the seven cells? The total value? Yeah. For sure. How would you do that? I know you asked me, but I'm, I'm asking oh, you. Oh, you just um, put an equal sum to uh, G, okay. Yeah, so equal sum will give you that, that total value for sure. Um, okay, so um, actually, let me try to see if this works like this. So let's change this. Oh, it still works. Okay. Um, if there were actually text here, um, let's see. Sorry. 
Andy Daisy. How do you spell it? <laughs> okay. Daisy Jeff uh, Brenda and what type? All right. So let's say if we wanted to count these names, and I tried to use the count function. I get zero, all right? And so it's counting the right range, it's doing what it's supposed to do, but the count function only counts numbers. If I wanted to count names, there's another function you can use for that, and it's gonna be the count a function. So it's count with a at the end, count a. And you're gonna use it in module three, um, so I'm just introducing it to you now. <clears throat> and so the cool thing about count A is also it counts, it'll count numbers also. Um, so count A will count numbers and it will count text. So if you have a field that's dealing with numbers and text, you can use the count A and it will give you that total amount of fields, total amount of cells. Um, so if I hit enter, I get five. So the count A function counts basically any cell that isn't blank. So if I delete Jeff, it changes to four, all right? And if I, just to kind of show you, I can use the count A here. Also, it doesn't matter, like you can type in lowercase letters or anything like that. Like it doesn't have to be cap, capital letters like you see there. It'll change automatically. So if I use the count A to count that same number of ranges, it works just fine. So the count, count A, they both work and will give you those results. Any questions there? Counting function. No, we're good. You guys see the use of it, of when you would use it? No? You guys don't care? <laughs> cool. No, um, let's say like you had a, a spreadsheet of employees or customers, right? And you wanted to know like how many there actually were um, without necessarily scrolling down to count each individual one. You can use the count function to figure that out, right? Um, or if you were doing something to where like, let's say these were, um, um, uh, let me see. Let's say like they were uh, like gifts or something um, and they were like numbered and you wanted to see like who all received the gift, um, but you didn't want to have to go through the list and count each individual one. You can just like if the gifts were defined as like the number one. Um, and like I said, let's say the list was a lot longer, but you didn't want to have to go through and see who all had a one next to their name or something like that. You can say equals count and highlight that range. Uh, we missed one. We can highlight that range and it'll tell us how many people actually, you know, receive that gift or something like that. Um, but that's just, like I say, trying to show you how you can use this stuff. Um, 
I say we're not just going over things just to go over them necessarily. Like a lot of this stuff applies to business, applies to you know spreadsheets that you would be working on. Um, like I say, just being able to count the number of people, um, it's, it's valuable. It's something that's used. Um, so yeah, that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. What if that are the whole roles of I is taken up, right? You need to add the whole thing. Where would you uh, would you have to add another cell so you would have an empty slot to to get the result of the of the adding? You're saying say all of this was filled Everything, up and yeah. you wanted to put it somewhere else. No, if you needed to add it up, where would you get the result? So you can do it anywhere. You can put it anywhere. It doesn't have to be on that row. Okay. So if we wanted to get that count here, like. It still works the same way. You would just, you know, want to label it um, what it is. But, yeah, it'll still work the same way. Any other questions? There? What if there was other numbers? There were other numbers? If you wanted just, like, the ones, would you be able to do that? So there is a the function for that. We don't really cover it. Um, but I'll, I'll show it to you. Um, so it's count if. So the count if function, basically you determine a range that you're going to look through, and then you determine the value that you actually want. So you can say count if 1. So basically it's only going to count it if it has a 1 in that column. Anything else like won't be counted. So if I add 2, it doesn't get counted. 4 doesn't get counted. Only 1. Like I said, you don't have to know that for the test, but just, like I say, if you guys have questions dealing with Excel, um, I can go over it. Anything else? Sherry, you had a question? No, go ahead. What's your question? Go ahead. No, I'm just questioning. Um, okay. Uh, deleting rows and columns. We should be good with that. Deleting rows. Oh, hell yeah. You know, delete rows? Okay. So you can right click, you can go delete. Or you can go delete here. And that delete that row. Um, if you wanted to kind of be a little more specific as far as what you're doing. Delete cell, delete sheet row, delete a, delete a whole sheet. All those options are, are there for you. Um, but yeah, so that's how you would delete a row. And like I say, column works the same way. Right click, delete, or the same, same thing here. You can go up there and delete the columns from there. Cool? Yes. Cool. All right. Um, flash fill. Um, it. What it tries to do is catch your pattern, determine what you're doing, and then try to finish it out for you. So if you have this pattern going of where you're taking, like in the book, you're taking the first two initials from this column and the number from the purchase number and putting them together to form another column, basically Excel will pick up on your pattern and will try to auto-complete it for you. 
so that you don't have to go through and continue that same process over and over and over. Um, that's what it was supposed to do. Um, and it works for the module if you do the first two, um, but otherwise it didn't work for you in that, or it didn't work in the review. So like I did a, um, like you said, like the flash fill, the mm -hmm. first column, but it didn't copy exactly what I said. It's just copied on the first link, last link, but it didn't have the, um, the numbers after that. So I have to do like two columns. So after I tried the two columns, mm -hmm. then I flash fill, then it copy exactly what it is. So if you do that, the first column, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, it needs more than one. Yeah. Typically, if you do like two or three, it'll start to catch on and it'll start to build it out for you. Um, adding borders, we should be good with that, right? Okay. Um, changing the page orientation. Um, the review assignment was pretty kind of self-explanatory. Um, the one thing, the most questions I got was like inserting cells into like the range A5, A10. Uh, excuse me, shifting the other cells to the right. Uh, so if you wanted to add a new column, we can just highlight the range where we want the new cells to go. We can right click and we can go insert and it gives us the options of where we wanna move these cells, right? Because we're gonna put cells here, do we want this information to go up? Do we want it to go down? Do we want it to go to the right? Um, we have this, these options here. If we want it to move it to the right, we can say okay, and it automatically shifts to the right. Um, and that was pretty much it there. Um, when it talks about selecting non-adjacent ranges, um, <clears throat> so an adjacent range is basically ranges that are connected. Um, so, like this range here is connected. It's all one group where I only have to do one click and I can select all the data there. So this is an adjacent range. A non-adjacent range is when you're selecting data that doesn't connect, all right? So there's a space in between these two pieces of information, so they're non-adjacent, meaning they're not connected. It takes more than one click of the mouse to select those two different ranges, all right? So when it talks about doing that, all you have to do is hold control, and you can select as many ranges as you need to. So if you just hold control, use your mouse, click, you can select multiple ranges. All right. And that definitely comes in handy when formatting, when you're trying to edit cells to make them all look the same. Um, so control and then you just move your mouse and click on them. So let's say we had these four names and you see that they're not connected like without selecting all that other information. So let's say I just want to select the four names and I just want to edit those. I can click on it, hold control, click that one, hold control, click that one, hold control, click that one. And now any changes I make to one, let's say we want the title format, it applies to all four of those names all at the same time. So any changes I make, it applies to all four that are selected.
Any questions there? Non-adjacent ranges? Okay. Um, case one, pretty self-explanatory. Um, <clears throat> All right, so module two. Can I ask a question? For sure. On the homework that's due tonight where you, uh, it says case one. Case one? Mm hmm. So I, I would assume that would be case problem one. Mm hmm. And we don't need to continue on to the other case problems, just do all Just one. Just one. Yeah. Um. So in module two, this is what you start with. This is what it looks like. This is the file that you're going to start the assignment with. Um, you can see there's nothing pretty about it. There's nothing exciting. Um, actually, it looks kind of bad. Um, but you are going to fix it up and make it look nice once you're done with this. All right. You're going to input some formulas up here and do some things here. Uh, but a lot of it is, like I say, it's formatting. It's changing the way that it looks. Um, yeah, so like even these numbers, um, like we don't know if they're like actually money values. Um, and then it's hard to tell like what the actual number it is, like without a, a comma or anything there. Um, it just doesn't look nice, right? Um, but you're going to make it look a whole lot better um, uh, one of the things the first thing it talks about is like the format painter and so the format painter um, Josh what is it what come on Josh don't don't what me uh, no uh, format painter oh um, where you copy the format from like BCB something because you're gonna change the format to like that section and then you just copy that format so you don't have to do all the steps all over again. Got gotcha. you. To the next section, yeah. So Definitely. It's kind of like copy and paste, but just for the format. Definitely. Um, so, um, basically what Josh just said, we want to be able to copy formats. And so what, when that comes into play, is like, let's say we're editing this sales statistic um, header here. And like, I told you guys I'm like an art major, right? So I'll show you some of my skills and some of the stuff I do. So we go here. Um, I'm going to add this border here. And uh, we'll do that. We'll add the outline. And yeah, so we're good there. And I'll do the fill. And I'll do this effect because, like I said, I'm an art major and this is what I do. And we'll do that. And um, we're going to put a pattern on it because that's what's also going to make it cool. Uh, if I do like that with the pattern color, um, we'll keep it there. And then um, I'm also going to, because this is what's going to set it off right here, this little alignment at 15 degrees, it, it makes it so, so that's, <laughs> we're going to do that. Um, and I'm also going to indent it like just five. That's going to give it some flair. Um, and then we'll change the color. Uh, we'll do the yellow. No, nah, we'll do a red. Red stands out more. Um, 
just going to increase this just a little bit to 18. Do you guys see that right there? Yeah. See, my, my art education paid off. Um, but no, so I just, just made those changes. Um, and Andy, now I want you to do the same thing to this cell here. <laughs> so it's by next week. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you have something where you made a lot of changes, you made a lot of edits too, right? Um, and you want to like, you, maybe you want every header to look like that because you, you know it came out nice, um, but you don't want to have to go through that same process over and over again. You use a format painter, and with one click of a button, we copy the format from that cell and we apply it to another cell. Makes it really easy. Like I said, once you create a format um, and you wanna be able to copy it and spread it around, you just use a format painter. It saves you a lot of time. Um, if somebody did something on a spreadsheet and you don't know how they did it, but you wanna put it somewhere else, just use a format painter. You copy their format and then apply it to wherever else you want it without even having to know exactly what they did. Um, you can do that. All right. Um, the format painter, uh, it also works in like Microsoft Word. I don't know if you guys use it. Um, but if you like create one paragraph and you create like the paragraph, the size of it, the font of it, and you want to basically apply it to other paragraphs in your paper, you just copy the format the same way. You select the paragraph you want to copy, format painter, and apply it to all the other ones. Saves you a lot of time when editing papers. Um, any questions? You just did one cell, copy one cell for the whole thing? Yes. Yeah. Um, if you want to like keep the format painter on, you double click on it. So if you double click on it, then it's always active and anything you click changes to that format. So that's when you like really have a lot of things to do, um, you can do that. But other than that, you just typically would use it maybe once or twice. Pages, I'm not sure, that's, that's Mac again. Um, I can check though, well no, I can't, I don't have pages. Um, but you have a Mac, I assume, okay. Check, it, it should be on the, on the toolbar if it's there. So check and then let me know. It modifies that information to look like the first image. Correct. Yeah, the information doesn't change. The data is still the same. It just changes the way that it looks. Now we're copying the first image and applying the same exact image everywhere else. But I'm seeing that it's modifying everything else you're touching. So it looks like the first thing that you touched. Correct. Yeah. So like I say, the, yeah, it's not going to change everything to cell statistics. But whatever is in that cell is going to look like the way that we made it here. Any other questions? Wait, so do you just copy and paste it or into different one? Or? Format painter. So it's different from copy and paste. So you just, whatever format you want to copy, then you hit the format painter button, and then you click on where you want it to go. Okay. And then it goes there. Any other questions? No? Okay. 
I did want to let you guys out a little early. I know it's not a. I planned on ten minutes. I I really did. Um, um, but yeah. So we'll head out. Um, second lab. I'll see you guys over there. Um, if you guys are are not familiar with uh, Canvas, you can just come up real quick, and I'll just kind of give you a brief kind of tutorial on it. Yes. Oh, also, sorry, Ingrid, real quick, real quick. If you guys ever want to go to both labs, you're more than welcome to do that. Like, you don't just have to go to your lab. If you want to finish your work in either or lab, you, you're more than welcome to do that. No, you, you're fine. I, I saw your letter of introduction, um, and I think I graded your assignment also. So oh, I think I think you're good. Um, 